Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. We are joined today by Stephanie Mojica. She is a book coach and editor who helps business owners become the go-to expert in their field through the power of writing and publishing a book. I am so excited you are here and to talk about this topic of writing a book for visibility and getting your message out there. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to collaborate with you. So I would love for you to share a little bit about your story, your background, how you got started as a book coach, and why you're really passionate about that. Well, I've been really passionate about writing, publishing, editing since I was about eight years old. I grew up in a family of authors and writers. When I was in college, I was studying to be a journalist, but I was also in a creative writing program. And some of my professors taught me how to edit books. Actually, one of them wound up in Oprah's book club. So I learned pretty early on how to edit books and was actually getting paid as a student assistant to help with that. And I've always had quite the eye for errors and things like that. I was a state spelling bee champion because not all writers are good editors and vice versa. And I feel like I'm blessed to not only be able to write and edit, but to guide people through becoming writers themselves, especially those without writing experience. I was a newspaper journalist for 17 years, loved my work, you know, was published in USA Today, the Philadelphia Inquirer, papers big and small all over the United States. I always had to work side hustles, though, because the jobs never paid very well. Journalism was more of a job where they were like, Oh, it's an incredible opportunity. And, you know, most people go to journalism, love their work. But yeah, they didn't pay very well. So I always had side hustles where I was editing books, teaching workshops about writing, coaching some folks through writing and publishing their books. So I was always doing things like that. And about eight years ago, I was very unhappy at my last newspaper job. It was not a good environment. The industry was changing dramatically. And everybody's expected to do a lot more for a lot less money. And I was just really unhappy. I had never been so unhappy at newspaper because I really loved the work and usually loved most of the people I worked with. I was just unhappy. I was living in rural Kentucky. I was barely making ends meet. I was starting to get more traction with my freelance writing, editing, and coaching. So one day, and I don't recommend this necessarily, I just quit my newspaper job. That pretty much made me go into full-time business ownership or freelancing, whatever you like to call it. I love that you said you don't recommend it, but it's so funny that sometimes when you're in that situation, you need to push yourself because I did the same thing. I literally walked out of a technical support job where it wasn't really tech support. It was mainly sales disguised as tech support. And I realized that 
I am not a good salesperson. And the environment was just horrible. You had all these sales metrics you had to meet. So sometimes giving yourself that power and pushing yourself forward and giving yourself the space to walk away from that. I mean, it obviously worked out really well in your favor too. I mean, there's been ups and downs. And I think what made it easier is I had a really cheap rent. I was living in rural Kentucky about an hour outside of Lexington. And my rent was like three fifty a month. I had no kids. I knew if I had to, I could call my mother and ask for help. My fiance at the time lived about two hours away. I knew if worse came to worse, I could go live with them. So it was just a, not a good situation for me. It was a salary job which I would never do again if I ever went back to a job, which I have no plans on. And I could get my work done in about 18 hours a week. So instead of just letting me go home, they decided that they were going to have me do stuff with customer service. (laughs) It just became a nightmare. Like I said, I don't usually recommend it unless you have a backup plan, which I guess I kind of did. I also knew I had English as a second language, teaching skills, something else I also picked up in college. If I had to, I could tutor online. (laughs) Yeah. So you knew that you had options and that's so important because I know I've seen some people say that they wish they could leave their day job, but they have to stay there because of insurance. So there's always a million other factors, but so powerful when you can just walk out and (laughs) go on your own. I'd love for you to share what are your top reasons why an entrepreneur should write a book? Well, I think this is especially important for introvertpreneurs. So I'm ambiverted. In some situations, I can be extroverted, especially when I was a newspaper reporter, like in person, I could put on that hat, I could talk to strangers, etc. For me, it's very different online. I get very nervous. But I think for like the true introvert, it's a great way to put yourself out there without doing things like videos, lives, reels that might make you physically or psychologically uncomfortable. And whether you're an introvert or not, when you write a book, you're setting yourself apart as the expert in your field. I'll give you an example. So there's a lot more coaches now than ever before because of the pandemic. Before the pandemic, we had about 1 million people calling themselves some kind of a coach, like life coach, business coach, whatever, on LinkedIn. When I last checked a couple months ago, it was over 8 million. So just on LinkedIn, we have eight times the number of coaches. And that's this one industry. I mean, you could replace it with copywriter, consultant, graphic designer. There's a lot more competition than before. And there's a lot of noise out there. And there's a lot of people, quite frankly, who say they do something and don't really know how to do it. I find this is really true with the writing coaching industry. So when you write a book, you're really showing that you are in whatever you're doing for the long haul. You're showing speaker organizers, clients, et cetera, that you know what you're doing. You have systems in place and that you're really committed to your process. As somebody who was a journalist for 17 years and gets media placements for some of my coaching clients, I can tell you that when you have a book that even if it's self-published, which I highly recommend, when you have a book that just came out or is coming out, the media is really prone to interview you quickly and not ignore your pitch because they get so many pitches nowadays. 
there's just so many benefits. Passive income can be one of them, but I'm one of those people, you know me, Tara, I'm very authentic. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to make five, six figures out of book sales. You can, but that's a whole different area of expertise. Really, the way I teach it is really publishing that book that really is not just a fancy business card for you, but draws people to want to work with you. That's awesome. I love how you describe that because I think that's important. Some people think like, oh, if I write a book, it has to be on the Times bestseller list. And it's not really about that. It's about getting your message out there and showing that you are an expert. Exactly. And the way you write the book, how I teach in my group and one-on-one programs, you can sell without being like a sleazy salesperson. I think introverts especially hate sales. That's my introverted side. You can tell a story about your clients, you know, obviously with their permission or by using like pseudonyms. You can demonstrate that you've helped people and it comes across very authentically. I would say most of the people I've worked with have had 10, 20, 30, even $50,000 of business come into them through the book, not because of the book sale itself. I want to emphasize that. For instance, the other day I had a client who sold an $8,000 consulting program because somebody contacted her through their book. It's kind of like a podcast in that way that it's like just a new platform or visibility method. I don't make money off the podcast, but I build my community, I build my audience, and I get my message out there. So looking at it that way, instead of people thinking, oh, I'm going to start a podcast, I'm going to monetize it. That's not how it works. Well, the way I teach it, and there are going to be other people who have different opinions. Most of my clients publish through Amazon KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing, where you have a digital copy that you can sell on Kindle, as well as print-on-demand copies. Print-on-demand means you are not paying to print those books. Amazon pays when somebody orders the book, which is a huge factor that I think not a lot of people understand. You do have to pay for things like covers, formatting, editing. But you don't have to pay to print books like you did 25 years ago when I was getting started. You can order your author copies at cost. So if Amazon charges, I think for one of mine, they charge $265 to print a book. You could order, and I've had clients do this, say, order 100 copies of your book, right? So that's $265. If you're selling it at an event, for 15 or $20. And for a business book, you really should. So let's just make it easy. 15. So 15 minus 265. You are making 1235 a copy. So 1235 times 100. You're making a 1235 profit. $1,235. And I've had clients have an event, this is obviously for COVID, with 500 people, 200 people. So If you're really good at getting out there in person, you can really sell your author copies and make money that way. But that method may not be for everybody. I find as a writer, I traveled the world, well, South America and Caribbean the last few years, and the authors who had a book with them that I met, I bought it on the spot. I love that. So I'm curious, I'm kind of going to pick your brain a little bit too with some of these questions because I've definitely had like write a book as an idea or on my list that I would love to do eventually. So 
What would you say if somebody listening who's like, okay, you've inspired me. I want to get started and write a book. What does the timeline look like in general for somebody to go from writing the book to getting it self-published and out there? That's an excellent question. And I'm asking all the time. Part of it, I will say, depends on you and how much time you have to devote to writing. Or you can also dictate your book if you're one of those people that talks and tells stories faster than you write. I have a three-month one-on-one program where I've had six, six people in the last few months finish their book in about 67 to 83 days. They were meeting with me pretty much every week. They were devoted to writing or dictating 25 minutes to an hour a week. In my group program, which is six months, we go a little more slowly because I'm really going deep into teaching them things about marketing that I don't necessarily have time to get into in the one-on-one intensive, but a couple of people who are about four months into the current one are almost done with their first draft. I've had clients that I've worked one-on-one with where they needed like a slower pace or they were writing a memoir or a very long book. So it took them nine to 17 months. All this may sound confusing. So let me break it down. For most business books, if you're writing to promote your business, you need about 20,000 to 40,000 words. And that sounds really, really daunting, but I promise you it's not. If you're speaking with your book, which a lot of people like to do, and you would be surprised, even the introverts out there, if you're just talking to yourself and telling a story, it's not as painful as it sounds. So most people speak about 100 to 150 words a minute. Let's just say you do this 10 minutes a week, and we'll just say 100 words just for the sake of, I don't like to give a bunch of fake statistics. So let's just do the worst case scenario. That's 1,000 words a week or about the size of an average blog post. So if you're just doing that, you can get it done in five months. But if you're doing it like some of my clients do when they're doing it twice a week, now you're talking two and a half months. If you want to do it three times a week, then you're talking about six weeks. So, I mean, really, there's just such a wide range. And I think that's what scares some people off from working with me. They're scared it's going to take over their whole life. That, you know, the stereotype, I'm sure, like the Ernest Hemingway or the Stephen King who's sitting behind a computer six, eight, ten hours a day and can't have a life. But the way I teach it and work with people and for your business related books, it's really, I have one client who's in my group. She does her work while her child is at soccer practice. She takes the laptop with her. So it's very doable. It does not have to be 100,000 words. It doesn't have to be the size of your piece. And it's not something that has to take over everything else in your entire life. That's awesome. I've always been curious about what the normal time frame or average is. And I love that you said also the word count. I had no idea what was the general guideline for the word count in terms of the total book. So thank you. That was very helpful. If you're just doing an ebook, you can do five to 10,000 words. I have a client who's doing that. But if you want to have a printed book, you need to have about 20,000. So the book can actually be printed. So I have a couple questions. I'm curious about, so I'm sure other introverts listening are, what is your best advice to somebody thinking, I love writing, but they question and say to themselves, I don't have anything to say, or my story is boring. What would your best piece of advice be? 
that is something that I come across now and then. I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're following these topics, you're not boring. In my programs, I do offer writing prompts, things like that, but you can find plenty online. And I go over this in my course, Get Your Book Out of Your Head and Into Reality. You need to think about who you're writing for, who's your ideal client, your ideal reader, and just really think about what they need. Most people I work with have some kind of process that they take people through, whether they're a copywriter, a coach, a consultant, et cetera. So you can just start writing about one part of your process, like when you work with somebody, what's the first thing you do with them? There's also no law that says you have to start writing from beginning to end. That's where a lot of people get hung up. You can start writing anywhere and then put that draft in the order you want later on. I would also say kind of on the flip side of that, what would you say to somebody who has a million different ideas for a book and how would they should narrow it down and find their perfect book idea? Yeah, that's actually more common. I have people come to me with six, seven, eight ideas and I tell them to pick one because a lot of books that are unfinished are because somebody's working on multiple projects at a time. You can write other books later. Pick one idea and stick to it, and you will finish your book if you're committed to the process. So, again, I would just invite people to consider, like, I mean, there's 50 million things I could write about, but it's like, what do I most want to be known for in the world? I'm a heck of a writer. I've won awards for it. I'm a great editor, and I'm a great coach. I'm trying to be known more for the coaching, a little less for the editing, and way down on the priority list for the writing, because I feel like I've done a lot with that. So I would write my next book, um, something around guiding people through the process of writing and publishing a book, especially non-writers. But you also have to think about what you're interested in. So that's another thing. Just think about what do you want to most be known for? What are you most interested in? And again, who's your ideal client, your ideal reader? And just pick one idea and work on that. That's very helpful. I have two books on my Google Drive that I've started. <laughs> so I had to ask that. One is more what I want to be known for. So that's probably where I should focus. And then the other one is more of a personal story, passion project around grief. So I feel like that one is for later. Not necessarily. I had a client uh, and she publicly discussed this. So I feel comfortable doing this. She lost her daughter to suicide and she's a weight loss coach and a yoga teacher. She had a bunch of book ideas, but she decided she wanted to do the great one to honor her daughter while giving some like tips for living joyfully first. So obviously, I've worked with poets like memoir, writers, fiction. I just focus more on the business book for my marketing nowadays. But, you know, that still brought some opportunities for her business. She's getting media interviews and stuff like that. So if you've had, I don't know about you personally, but somebody out there that's had like a tremendous loss like that and really their heart wants to write that book first there's still ways to sounds a little callous but there's still ways to use that to help promote yourself as a business person a thought leader etc i love that yeah even though it's not a business topic it would help build that no like and trust factor because especially if it's on a topic like grief it's so personal that somebody reads it, they feel like they know you. And I think that would definitely help business-wise. Yeah, I had another client about six years ago, his name's Andrew, again, somebody who's discussed to work with me publicly. 
he had recovered from drug and alcohol addiction. And he really wanted to write a memoir. It was a pretty long memoir. It was 100,000 words. It took us about a year or so to get through it. But he still got opportunities from it because he was so authentic about his experiences as recovery. He wound up being a co-founder of a drug rehabilitation facility. His prison ministry went further. He got some paid speaking and coaching opportunities. Again, that was the book that was really on his heart to write. So when you share personal stuff like that, it can lead to clients and opportunities. So I don't want people out there who have recovered for something or have some sort of grief or something thinking, oh, well, I can't work with her or oh, this process isn't going to work. It will work. It may not be as overselling, so to speak, but if you present yourself in a great way and are present on social media, which is something Andrew and I did, I created his Facebook page, et cetera, you will make book sales and get some opportunities related to your business or your story. That's awesome. I'm so passionate about writing too, that I was kind of in the mindset of, it just feels overwhelming to write a book. I've even researched self-publishing and even that just (laughs) got me a little confused. I feel like the writing part of it, I can do. It's then the next steps after like hiring an editor all of that kind of feels a little bit of a big process. It's a process that I break down when I work with folks that I can give you folks some examples now. And obviously, I'm an editor too. I do a lot of book editing. But really, what you need is a good cover. I refer people that I work with to a cover designer who does a great job. I don't get any commission or anything from her. She just does a great job. You format the inside of the book for Kindle and print. I've done that in the past. She also does that. There's also, I think, software programs online do it. So you need the cover. You need the book formatted so it can be read on Kindle and printed. You need an editor proofreader, something I do. I also know some other folks who do it. And then you need to have a book description written, which is something I provide or teach people how to do. And then you upload the book to Amazon. And their process is actually pretty easy. It's actually not as complicated to get the book up on Amazon as people think. There are some investments you have to make because you want to do a professional job. I think that's another thing that holds people back. Like, I don't want to invest in this. I had a question actually from my VA. She was preparing the podcast interview notes. And she had a question that kind of leads into that because I know you mentioned editing Is there a difference between an editor and a proofreader? Yes, this is something I'm asked a lot. Proofreader, they're going to look for typos, spelling errors, capitalization errors, punctuation errors, etc. An editor, and there's different types of editors, but I mean, there's copy editing, there's developmental editing, etc. An editor is going to go deeper into the sentence structure Uh, They're also going to look for holes, like especially if you're writing a memoir or fiction, they're going to look for plot holes or if something isn't explained well, things like that. Proofreading is an absolute minimum for any book. I can't tell you how many self-published books I've seen with horrible typos and other mistakes and how many reviews on Amazon mention it. So you definitely want to invest in a proofreader. For most business books, I don't think you necessarily need to pay the extra for an editing service. But if you're worried that your writing has something lacking, you might want to do that. 
generally for a business-related book, a self-help book, you just need proofreading. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cause she asked that and I was like, that's actually a really good question. I don't know if there's a difference. This has been really helpful for me. And I know you have a free guide about three things you must know before writing your book. Did you want to share a little bit more about that? Sure. So I have a free guide for everyone listening. It's called three things you must know for writing your book. It's uh, short, but it gives like some great details about how to schedule your time, how to get over the so-called writer's block. You can go to gettheirattentionnow.com slash book. Awesome. Yeah. And we will have that link in the show notes for you guys to grab that. It's definitely going to help you get started and make a plan. I feel like when it comes to writing a book, it's such a big project. And I think you are doing an awesome service of helping people and coaching them through this process because it probably is pretty overwhelming for most of your clients. This is their first book. They're confused about the process and outlines and all of the stuff. They just want to get their message out there. So I love what you're doing for your clients. And if you're listening and thinking about writing a book, definitely reach out to Stephanie. And I know you also have a mini course. It's called Get Your Book Out of Your Head Into Reality. It's uh, about 90 minutes and you literally will start writing your book. You will get clear on your ideal client, ideal reader. The original workshop was based on people, you can see on the page, people are saying it's the best hour they had spent in months. And that's at getthatbookwritten.com. Right now, at the time it's recording, it's $27. I may be raising the price in the near future or taking it offline to run it again live. But right now it's just $27. That's amazing. I love that you've put it into an hour. Like it's not going to be a huge time commitment. You're going to get action steps to get started and feel more prepared. I love that. I hate signing up for something and it's like 20 hours of recorded lessons. Yeah, I think it's about an hour of recording. I mean, some people take the hour half because I do stop. And anytime I teach live, I like to actually do writing in the workshops because I find that people don't do well when they take it for later. So it's about 60 to 90 minutes max of time investment. It's broken out into modules so you can take one at a time. And would love to have you. A lot of people, I think 630 people have gone through it in the last year. And you'll see the videos. A lot of people are very happy. Almost none of these people consider themselves writers. At $27, I mean, yeah. People tell me it's priced way too low, but I've used it like in giveaways and also sold it, like I said, for $27. That is such a huge steal for $27 to give you. I can't even, I need to sign up for this. (laughs) You come up with your title, you come up with some of the things we just talked about, like, what are you most passionate about? Who's your ideal reader? We really go deep into some of those things in a fairly short amount of time. It's amazing. And we will have that link in the show notes as well for you guys to grab that. I feel like if you're even thinking about writing a book, it's going to be so helpful for you to connect with somebody like Stephanie that is going to help you get through this process. I mean, if you've never written a book, it does sound overwhelming. It does sound like a scary process, but Stephanie knows what she's doing and she can help you get this book out and into the world like her mini course says. Thank you. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at theterrorread.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.